Welcome to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast, coming to you from Gilbert, Arizona. We pray that God will bless your time as you listen. my sermon written down so I pray we may not stay here till midnight <laughs> yeah because uh, this weekend we we want to because the psalmist says teach us oh Lord your ways so we want to teach you deeper the ways of the Lord as regards the Eucharist and my dear brothers and sisters, from the first reading, we hear that Jonah reminds us of the need to respond to God's invitation to repentance. And this need is necessary because when we look at the second reading, St. Paul echoes to us all the barriers that hinder us to respond actively and promptly to God's call because every day God is calling us to do the right thing every day, every moment but the question is how much effort do we make to respond so it is in the effort of us to respond to God's call, we your priests try to accompany you this weekend towards that response by emphasizing on the need to recognize the presence of Jesus in the blessed sacrament. Because the way some of us we handle the Holy Communion is like we do not even understand what we receive. So but some of us who know, who believe and hold so fast into it, believing and trusting in Jesus is just a kind of a reminder or a repetition because it said repetitions strengthen the memory. So, and that's why this weekend, Father Kate, the pastor, Father Charlie, my humble self, we have been making effort to pay more attention to the Eucharist. The Holy Eucharist, brothers and sisters, as the church fathers teach us, is the source and summit of the Christian life. Lumen Gentium, paragraph 11. And the Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 1324. Because it is the source and summit of our lives, it contains the whole spiritual good of the church. That is Christ himself. So that is to say, whatever we do within the church, whatever we do within the mass, all center on the word, the Holy Eucharist. And that is why, my dear brothers and sisters, St. Irenaeus, for example, would say and teach that the Holy Eucharist is the sum and summary of our faith. 
is the sum and summary of our faith. And St. Ignatius of Antioch will remind us that the Holy Communion or the Eucharist is the mercy of immortality. Because Jesus tells us in John's Gospel chapter 6, whoever eats his flesh and drink his blood will live forever. So when we take the Holy Communion, we are taking that mercy of immortality that will make us to live forever even when we die with our Savior. And that is why, my dear brothers and sisters, I will add up that the Holy Eucharist, as it is the center of our faith, it is also our identity. It is our uniqueness as Catholics. It is what makes Catholic Church to be Catholic all over the world. The Eucharist. Because we the Catholics believe trust that Jesus is truly present in the Holy Communion. Unlike other churches, they only believe it is a symbol. And because it is a symbol, Jesus is not real. But that is not our belief. And it is a no-go area. We don't compromise this faith because that is the center of our faith. That is our identity. That is our uniqueness. If today I take away my, unique, my uniqueness, my identity as a priest, I cease to be a priest. Nobody will call me a priest. Though I'm a priest forever, but my identity is gone. Nobody will identify me as a priest. If today I take my uniqueness as an African, nobody will call me an African. Nobody will call me a Nigerian if I take away my identity. So the Holy Communion, it is our identity and we must have to respect it. We must have to give it reverence as expected. Unless if you don't believe. And if you don't believe and you desecrate it, then go back to what St. Paul is telling us in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 25 to 27. Whoever is his flesh and drink his blood unwardly, he or she attracts himself a punishment. And may God never allow us to attract punishment to ourselves. The Holy Eucharist is instituted by Jesus himself. When he gave us on that night, when he had his last supper, he gave us as a remembrance of him. Luke chapter 22 verse 14 to 20. Hence, Jesus makes himself holy, present in body and soul, together with his soul and divinity. So when you receive the Eucharist, you receive the body and blood of Jesus. And not just the body and blood of Jesus, but you share also in his soul and divinity. Because the Holy Communion gives you that, uh, that holiness, gives you that eternity, the life of immortality, as St. Ignatius would teach us. 
So therefore, this means, my dear brothers, by the consecration of the bread and wine, we see as ordinary elements, okay? Those ordinary elements, once they are consecrated by the words of the praise, they are through the power of the Holy Spirit. And then Jesus himself transformed those ordinary elements into his real body, his real flesh, and his real blood. Because that is what he promised us in John's gospel chapter 6. I will give you my flesh. And I will give you my blood. And when you eat this flesh, you will live forever. Because it is a bread that comes from heaven. So, this change therefore... The bread that takes this change as a substance, the whole substance of that bread changes into the whole substance of Jesus' flesh. And so also the whole substance of the wine that it is an ordinary wine, is also, it also changes into the real substance of Jesus' blood. And that is why if we go back to make a research on the Eucharistic abuses, you will understand that there are a lot of miraculous things that happen because of the Eucharist. So we must have to give reverence to it. And that is why the church calls this kind of change transubstantiation. It is transubstantiation because all the elements in their own natural substances are changed into the natural substance of Jesus' body and Jesus' blood. Because there is a transformation. So this means that Jesus' presence begins at the moment of the consecration and endures as long as the Eucharistic species subsist. So when you receive communion, even the one that is left at the tabernacle, no matter how long it stays there, Jesus is still present. It does not expire. Okay? It's not like the kind of uh, medicine you go and pick. Maybe you go to the counter, you want to pick some medications, and they'll tell, oh, this one has expired. It's not supposed to be here. Jesus' presence does not expire. So, he remains alive and active in that communion until the species itself ceases to exist. So little wonder, my dear brothers and sisters, that the church refers to the Holy Eucharist as a thanksgiving. The Holy Eucharist is a thanksgiving because it is derived from the Greek word Eucharistian, which is thanksgiving. It is a holy sacrifice because it makes present the sacrifice of Christ, the Savior, and includes the church's offering. So at the Eucharist, while Jesus offers himself, we also join with him 
to offer ourselves to him. So he offers himself as a sacrifice and the church offers itself too. And who are the church? We are the church. The Holy Communion, it is, the Eucharist is called Holy Communion because it unites us with Jesus Christ who makes us sharers in his body and blood which forms a single body. As St. Paul will remind us in his first letter to the Corinthians chapter 10. So when you receive that Holy Communion, you are not just receiving something ordinary. You are receiving something extraordinary. You are receiving Jesus' flesh and his blood. So we must have to treat it with all utmost respect and reverence. It is also called Holy Mass because the liturgy in which the mystery of salvation is accomplished concludes with the sending forth of the faithful so that they may fulfill God's will in their lives. And that's why at the end of every Eucharistic sacrifice, every Mass we offer, the priest will always tell you at the end of the Mass, go forth in peace for the Mass is ended. Going forth is sending you as you receive this grace through the Eucharistic participation you have participated. Go out there and share this grace of Jesus with others. Share this grace of Jesus with humanity so that let them see the Jesus in you. That by your actions, by your words, they will see Jesus in you and they will come to believe. So we are to live our lives according to our Christian calling. But it baffles us. Sometimes some will receive the Eucharist before you know at the park, even before driving, they're already fighting maybe because she has seen or he has seen somebody that she has been nursing grudges against for the past two months. Today, I have seen her. I must fight her today. It is completely wrong, brothers and sisters. The Eucharist is also called the most blessed sacrament because it is the sacrament of all sacraments. It is a sacrament of all sacraments because it is only the sacrament of the Eucharist that Jesus makes himself present. Really present. Truly present and substantially present. So it is the most blessed sacrament. And if this is what we believe, brothers and sisters, the question then is why do we treat the Holy Communion as if it is nothing to us? Remember? Jesus says, repent, for the kingdom of God is close at hand. And if we must have to repent, then we must change our attitude towards the way we receive the Holy Communion, towards the way we treat the Holy Communion. And what are we to do? This is not all. 
but just to give you a tip, first and foremost, there is need for us to go for confession. Because we must be in that state of grace in order to be worthy enough to accept or to welcome Jesus into our heart. If we defile our bodies, we defile our souls, as St. Paul would make us to understand that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit and we defile these bodies, then we chase away the spirit in us. And if we chase away the spirit in us, we are not worthy enough to receive Jesus. And that is why the church encourages us. When you are aware of your sinfulness, then you must have to go for confessions before you receive Holy Communion. So confession is necessary. Secondly, of course, we know this has been the teaching of the church. But nowadays, some of us, has, uh, we have taken that teaching for granted, so to say. We no longer respect or we no longer follow the teaching of fasting at least an hour, if possible, two hours before communion. Sometimes some of us will even come right inside the church in the mass and will be eating something or chewing gum or whatever we are, we are eating. It is completely wrong. If we believe that it is Jesus we are about to receive, then we must have to prepare ourselves. And I want to believe all of you here present, if Joe Biden as the president will say he's coming to St. Anne's at 5.30, I'm telling you a lot of us will surely not even dress the way we are dressed today. I'm pretty sure of that. 100% sure. Some of you want to appear so corporate, looking so good, so smart. But coming for Jesus or coming to see Jesus, we take him for granted. Another aspect is that when we come for Holy Communion, I have seen where people while coming for Communion, they pocket their hands as if they are coming to see either their girlfriends or their boyfriends. You are coming to receive Jesus. You are expected to clap your hands together, walk in the solemn steps, let the Spirit guide and direct you to the altar so that you can be worthy enough to receive Jesus. But you see how some people just put their, and some will just be moving as if they are not, they are not coming for something holy. It is wrong, brothers and sisters. And when you come forward, it depends on whatever you decide because the church allows us, if you want to kneel, fine. If you want to stand, fine. All is okay. But at least if you kneel or you stand, when the priest or the deacon comes and says, because when he is giving you the communion, he shows it to you. The body of Christ. And what are you expected to say? Amen. Meaning that what he is showing you and what he is telling you, this is it. You are saying, yes, truly it is. And if 
it is, brothers and sisters, we are expected is either we place our hands in a more sacred and solemn manner and stretch our hands for us to receive the communion or we bring out our tongue, we open our mouth and bring out our tongue. Sometimes I have seen where I, Father Beatrice, will give you communion and somebody is trying to grab the Holy Communion with his or her teeth. I'm not ready for you to bite my finger. It is wrong. You don't receive the communion with your teeth. Bring out your tongue. And the priest or the deacon would drop the communion there. And the deacon or the priest is not in a rush. They would drop it in a more solemn and sacred manner so that the communion will not fall out of your mouth. But again, I have seen parishioners, I would say body of Christ. And the way I say body of Christ, this is how they will stretch their fingers to collect it. I am not giving you a piece of pizza. I'm not giving you a hamburger. I'm giving you the body of Christ. You don't, you don't collect it as if I'm giving you a piece of pizza. No. In a solemn way, stretch out your hand and I will drop the communion for you. Please, brothers and sisters, we must treat Jesus with respect. Please. And I have seen some parishioners, when they follow, okay, solemnly they receive the communion, you are expected as you come to the altar in a solemn way, so also you will return back to your seat in a solemn manner, okay? But I have seen parishioners whereby they will receive the communion, as they are going back to their seat, oh, I have seen, oh, I have seen her. For the past two weeks, we have not met. Oh, how are you doing? And the communion is still in the mouth. They are talking. Oh, my God. Do you want us to have a remote control to control your mouth? You are not supposed to talk to anybody. Once you receive the communion, solemnly go back to your seat. Even if you see your friend, your father, your mother, or whoever, go back to your seat. Because at that time, when you go back to your seat, you need to give thanks to God for giving you the privilege to welcome Jesus into your heart, to receive Jesus so that Jesus can find a place to dwell in you. In another aspect, I have seen parishioners whereby when they receive the communion, because you have your child with you, they will break a little part of the communion, give it to the child, and then consume the rest. Capitally, no, it is wrong. It is an abuse of the communion. We know, of course, you love your children, but you do not love those children more than God himself. Because they are gifts from God. So please, the children should not be given the Holy Communion because at that age, they don't know what they are, they are receiving. And they, you don't expect them to respect Jesus in that communion. 
So I am saying this, I'm not saying this is exactly what you are doing, but just for us to make you understand that this is what is expected of every serious and truly Catholic and communicant. And please, please, when you receive the communion and you go back to your seat, having thanked God for the privilege granted to you, please be your brother's keepers. Watch round those who are sitting around you. See whatever they do with the communion they receive. Because there are some, they don't believe in what we believe, and they still come and worship together with us. On two or three occasions, we have found communion on the ground. We have to find out who is responsible for that, and we are able to get it. So please, when you come, when you finish receiving your communion, watch out. Watch out those who are around you. What do they do with their communion? As I said, some don't believe what we believe. So by the virtue of our baptism, we are also priests because we share in the universal priesthood of Jesus. We as your priests, we only share in, in his uh, ministerial priesthood and that's why we stand before you. But outside the ministerial priesthood, while we also share in the universal priesthood, you also you share in it. And because we share in that universal priesthood of Jesus, we are obligated to defend and protect the Holy Communion from any abuse. So brothers and sisters, there are a lot to tell you about the Holy Eucharist. If I should continue, we will sleep here. I don't want to keep you here. But these are just some of the few points that I want to bring before you so that we can learn to respect Jesus in the Holy Communion. As Jonah was bidden by God to go to Nineveh and proclaim his word, ask yourself, what is God bidding you to do today? Especially when you come for Mass. God is bidding you honor and respect my son in the Holy Eucharist. May God grant us the grace to give reverence to the center of our faith, the Holy Communion, so that Jesus will always be in us to guide and direct us towards our spiritual journey through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast. For additional podcasts and media, visit us on the web at www.sanneaz.org. Again, that's www.stanneaz.org. St. Anne, pray for us.